It's a busy day at the Supreme Court today. We got some arguments going on at the Supreme Court. There will be oral arguments in Austin for a case called State of Texas versus Lowe, L-O-E, et al. Proving that no good deed goes unpunished, the state of Texas, through its legislature, which means through us, the people, have decided that we want no part of the trans cult carnage that involves uh, surgically removing the healthy body parts of boys and girls because they are confused enough to think that they are the opposite sex. Uh, SB 14 was the it is the law that does that. And just like clockwork, along came, and I use, again, both of these terms very, very loosely, along come people who dare to call themselves parents and some other people who dare to call themselves doctors. I I can only imagine what dark force guides these parents. It is money that guides these doctors. But whatever motivates anybody toward the evil of mutilating our children on the altar of this this trans mania, we've got a, a, a court case. And Jonathan Covey is here, Director of Policy for Texas Values, talk a little bit about what is before the Supreme Court today. Jonathan, welcome. How are you, sir? Thanks, Mark. Great to be here. Yeah, big fan of you, big fan of your show, so always great to be on. Thank you. How did we get here? Uh, SB 14 passes. Not every state's going to do this. We did. We took our time, quite frankly, but we finally got to clarity and said we're not going to permit this. What is the legal basis that anybody might bring to say that the state of Texas doesn't have a right uh, to ban this outrage? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the state of Texas is defending uh, SB 14, this law, uh, and you explained it very well, uh, based on procedural grounds as well as substantive merits of the law. So you're basically you're basically going to see three questions dealt with being argued by both sides and being considered by the court. Number one, uh, the question is, uh, we, we know parents have a constitutional right to direct the medical decisions of their kids, but how far does that right extend, and when is it okay for the state to place limits on those healthcare choices. Number two, do doctors have a right to perform gender transitioning interventions on children? Do doctors have a right themselves? And then number three, does the Texas Constitution guarantee equal protection for individuals based on transgender status? Those are the those are the three big questions, and they'll involve a, a litany of complicated constitutional law arguments that only lawyers. Uh, would understand. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's let's take them arguments that only lawyers uh, would understand. Gotcha. All right. Well, let's let's take them. Let's dig at least a little bit deeper on all three. The first and none of them are easy. But does a parent I'm I'm Mr. Parents rights. I mean, we talk about parents rights. All you guys, Texas values talks about parents rights all the time. The right to make sure that our school libraries are free of pornography, the right to dictate the path of our kids education. We are we are soldiers for parents' rights. But when a parent seeks the right to do something that is grotesque and 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 non-science-based, I, I, I mean, there are all kinds of procedures. We don't, If your 14-year-old decides he wants a tattoo, there's not a parent that can say you can do it. So that, that, that I'm sorry, that one seems easy. As far as doctors, there is no right for a doctor to perform a procedure that is illegal. Period. Once it's illegal, doctor no longer has the right to do it. So check mark number two. 
What about number three, though? The const, the equal. Uh, listen, I'm a fan of equality when it involves people whose rights should be equal, but not everybody is the same. Uh, the, the, it, it seems like equality of result rather than equality of opportunity. Let's explore just for a moment whether equal equal protection means that an a, a, a 11-year-old who thinks he's a girl has the same right as an adult who seeks uh, some other kind of medical procedure. Right. I mean, and you're exactly right. So the Texas Constitution talks about that, that everyone is equally protected based on race, sex, color, creed, and national origin. Uh, nowhere in there do you see uh, it mentions transgender status. Um, and so you'll, you'll probably see this argument coming up uh, also, you know, that, that, that this is a very specific thing. This is very narrowly tailored. And also kids, uh, you know, ki- kids, they, they tend to resolve these types of feelings, you know, make, making the – and there's also the point that the government mandating a person having a medical procedure and a government prohibiting an individual from having – from doing certain risky procedures, those are two very different propositions deserving two di- very different levels of protection. And, and then finally, you know, just talking about protecting people equally, well, SB 14 does. You see that SB 14 says that these gender transition services are banned not only for females, but also for males. So so it's an equal standard, and SB 14 meets it. Jonathan Covey is here, Director of Policy for Texas Values. Um, we're a conservative state. We are we we have one would think a, a Supreme Court elected largely by conservative people. So is optimism high for success here, or you know, could this be squirrely? You know, it is. Uh, I think you're going to see favorable treatment from the Texas Supreme Court because, you know, these justices are constitutional scholars. They they know the history and they know the original intent of the Texas Constitution and of uh, Texas statutory law. You're going to see you'll see the state making a number of arguments here, um, including what I just said, and also including that there's a long tradition of governmental regulation of medicine and of banning procedures and treatments which are unduly risky for patients. Uh, and, of course, the other side is just basically going to make the argument that um, under due process that there's a lot of rights and privileges that we enjoy that sound in personal autonomy, which is fine. They can make that argument, but they're relying on junk science to back up their claims. And we've seen this in legislative court hearings, and we've shown that over and over. All right. Last thing I want to do is I want to go back and revisit one. Uh, and this is something that a lot of Soft governors who fail to have clarity on this, soft Republicans, Asa Hutchinson in Arkansas, and are soft. I mean, he's not governor anymore, but uh, he was and, and then ran for president on the same specious basis that he doesn't want to. Uh, Chris Christie, I think, uh, gave this a shot that we don't want to get in the way of parental decision making. We don't want to interfere with with the rights of families to resolve this in the way they wish. Why doesn't that fly? You know. The justices know that a vulnerability of a child is not licensed to inflict harm on gender dysphoric children. So, so when you impose cross-gender affirmation efforts as a, as a sole response to gender dysphoric children, you do so blatantly ignoring the data and blatantly ignoring the fact that the vast majority of children will naturally resolve their biological sex when they reach young adulthood. So you're, you're ignoring the data, trying to medically solve a problem that resolves itself 85 to 95 percent of the time. I mean, let's call this what it is. It's child abuse. 
and parents are not allowed to abuse their children. That's it. TexasValues.org for everything they are doing. Jonathan Covey, Director of Policy for Texas Values, SB 14, before the Supreme Court. It deserves to be upheld. Jonathan, thank you very much. Appreciate it always. Always a pleasure. Thanks, You betcha, Jonathan Covey, Texas Values. Good folks fighting the good fight.